Hey, Tajay, welcome to the intro podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well, Steve. Thanks for having me. Oh, you know, thank you. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, I'm privileged to have such uh, successful, busy business people uh, take the time to share their experiences on this podcast. And you are one of those people. And I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to learn more about what you do and how you do it. And uh, particularly um, your work with people who are starting their careers and at Rockwell. And, um, and so let's jump in there and set some context. So what's sort of the high level view of what you do? Yeah, so I am at Rockwell, I'm the sales onboarding programs team lead. So in my role, I'm primarily responsible for developing Rockwell Automation's uh, recruitment and training strategy for our early career sales and consulting associates uh, across North America. So that includes all of our sales interns and our full-time recent graduates across the United States and Canada. That's Man, that talk about a, a big scope of work. So, do you find? I, how do you? I'm I'm going to go off script here a little bit. How do you find interns who are interested in sales? I mean, I I I don't know of many sales uh, programs in some in universities. I'm sure you do. Um, but how do you go about surfacing these uh, the talent in that area? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I, I'd say we we are rethinking and revamping it every year. Um, but this this type of sales is pretty unique. So it's uh, it's technical sales or sales engineering. So most of the people that we recruit have engineering backgrounds. Um, and I'd say we have a pretty pretty strong um, on campus recruitment strategy with Rockwell Automation. Uh-huh. And to to get engineers to kind of think about sales because it's not a a field that's top of mind for them. We typically advocate for the idea that, hey, every day is different in this role. You're it's it's a really uh, an interactive and people facing customer facing type of role. So if you're someone who doesn't want to sit behind a desk all day, wants every day to be different, um, then sales might might be an avenue for you. Well, there you go. And so your job is not only to sell Rockwell, but to sell a career path for, for young people. Yeah, correct. <laughs> Initially. And then after that, even training them for, for months and months on end afterwards. So does it, does it follow the typical internship uh, cadence of, you know, over the summer or is there a different kind of schedule that uh, you follow at Rockwell in putting them through that kind of training? Yeah, so primarily for our interns, it's it's over the summer, so maybe three to four months. And then our, our full-time sales associates, so once they graduate, they get the opportunity to go through the full, full-time sales training program. That's anywhere from six six to ten months, depending on which track they go down. Okay, okay, cool. And, and so when you're running the internship program over the summer, is it, you know, five or ten, or is it, you know, a few dozen? How, how about how many do you usually bring in in any given year? Yeah, so last year was about 30. um, And then this summer, it'll be about 45. And um, I imagine there are, you know, these, this is a group of interns in your area. And Rockwell has a number of interns in other areas. Um, 
how do they do they get to interact or i mean i know maybe this year was a little different you know with if it was more virtual than anything else but um do you do you find yourself having to take on that role too of sort of getting the interns to interact with others in other areas of the company um there's definitely opportunities for the interns to interact with one another actually i think you had gwen peters on for Mm -hmm. one of your episodes and she she actually leads our innovation challenge, which a lot of our interns um, tend to get involved with. And so that's an opportunity for interns across the different departments to work together to, to solve a problem. Um, and then here and there, we have avenues where we do like social social hours and things like that for the interns to to get to know each other. Cool. So um, I, I love uh, that we could dig in a little bit uh, on what you do and um, and. And so this is always an interesting question then to follow up. And, and so with what you're doing today, um, think back, take a few steps back. What was your first professional job and how did you land it? Yeah, so th- that's an interesting question. So my, my first professional job was actually as a sales trainee at Rockwell <laughs> about three years ago. So um, I, I landed it after after first meeting Rockwell on campus um, at my alma mater, Florida a University. And then again, I met them at their large trade show event that they do every year. Um, and I went to the one in Atlanta in 2016. And once I got there, I just, I fell in love with everything that Rockwell did, the customers that they serve um, and, and the culture. I, I really felt the culture while I was there. And I left that event like I need to work for Rockwell. So. <laughs> and- and so um, you've fast tracked to now leading a program that helps train the salespeople. So, in that in that process of moving, and so I love I love the the transitions people make in their career or the progressions they make in their career. And with movement in career uh, in any direction, uh, everyone always gets advice. I'm sure. And was there along your on your path so far, or even maybe uh, earlier in life, uh, any moments of uh, advice that maybe you didn't quite take exactly, and you're sort of glad you went a different way? You know, I, I think when I think about advice that I I have typically ignored, it's it's the idea that um, the best path forward towards career development is through keeping your head down and being the highest performer in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I, I definitely agree that it is important to be a high performer in your current job, I, I disagree with the idea of keeping your head down. I think that um, most of the opportunities I've received during my short time, my short career um, have been through doing the exact opposite and you know, being very intentional about my growth and development you know, making sure I'm actively networking and building what we call our personal board of directors. Oh, sure. um, and even and having open and transparent conversations with my management about, you know, current successes and struggles along with future ambitions. So, well, I definitely think um, that more people should do what you just described. And so that's tremendous advice because it's one thing to just be a high performer or to do well it's um it's another level to sort of be self-aware and be proactive in how you're how you're developing your path and 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 like you said so um and i think in such a great way 
how do you utilize the experiences of others to help as well? Exactly. So in, in your career so far, we all make mistakes. What's the best mistake <laughs> you've, you've made? My best mistake probably happened uh, in getting my job at Rockwell. I'd say um, I put all of my eggs in one basket when I first pursued my career at Rockwell. And I, I feel like that's the number one rule that you don't break when applying for jobs coming out of college. Uh -huh. You know, they always tell you, diversify the companies and positions you apply for. Don't just bet on one thing and not have a plan B or C. <laughs> um, I only had plan A and if plan A didn't work, I didn't really know what was going to, what was going to happen. Um, but to me, when I reflect on it, I feel like that passion and drive to succeed showcases itself when you focus on one thing at a time. And I, and I think taking that can, can really take you pretty far in your life and career. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so uh, what, here's what, here's what I'm getting. Smart guy, um, good direction, and making a difference, uh, not, not just in your own life, but in, in the careers of others. But, you know, in, in the business world, there are buzzwords. And so given that context of, you know, your uh, approach and, and, and working with, uh, I'm sure you're just seeing and, and getting countless resumes filled with buzzwords. Yep. What's the one <laughs> buzzword that you just don't really like? Um, I, I don't know if, I don't know if I'd say I just don't like it, but I would say the phrase be strategic. Uh -huh. Um, not because I don't believe in strategy because that's obviously important, but if you asked 20 different people, what it means to be strategic about a specific situation, you'd probably get 20 different answers. Right, right. Uh, you know, does that mean, does that mean we, we aren't detail oriented enough or are we not holding ourselves accountable to our deliverables or are there weaknesses and strengths that we missed in our initial assessment of the problem? Is it all of the above? Yeah. You know, and so the phrase can just, it, it feels pretty empty sometimes when it's by itself and it doesn't necessarily tell you anything about what really needs to happen to be more effective in your execution. So, um, uh, I, I, sorry, go ahead. I would also just give an honorable mention to the <laughs> phrase, you're muted in this digital environment. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing so much every day. I know there's some pretty cool t-shirts like that that are out already. So, um, keep your eye out for those. Um, yeah, I love it. I love the, uh, the way that you describe that is, you know, you, what you're saying to me is, let's dig into the root cause. Let's just not use this, you know, kind of passive aggressive term to move past an issue. Let's let's dig in and see what is really going on. Exactly. So uh, the big question, and so I get it, right? Like you started, you started at Rockwell, and now you're leading a process at Rockwell. Um, but sort of what's are we missing any, what's the link from, you know, what you, what you, where you started and what you're doing today and, and maybe not the link, but the lessons learned in, um, that you're passing on now to people who are, you know, in essence, jumping in where you jumped in. That's probably the coolest part about being in this new role is that, you know, my first job, i started out as a sales trainee going through the very sale, the very same sales training program that I manage today. 
Um, and it, it, it's really a, a full circle moment for me. I, I'd say the biggest thing that carried me to this role and, and probably earlier than I would have expected for myself is that I, I kept my eye on the prize. Um, you know, I, even though it took a, a couple of years to actually get to this position, uh-huh. I always knew that this would be something that I would want to do. And I, I didn't let other people's kind of opinions or directions deter me from the, from the vision that I had for myself for the future. Nice. So pure perseverance toward it. Correct. Yep. All right. So, uh, that's awesome. And, um, keep up the great work there. And, uh, and now my favorite part, I mean, I love learning about what people are doing and all, and all the great advice. Uh, but this is, this is for me the best. This is where we really <laughs> learn about you in the rapid fire. So are you ready? I'm ready. All right. The only rule is there are no rules. So whatever the answer is, there's no judgment. It's just the answer. <laughs> um, okay. So what are you reading or watching or listening to at the moment, uh, that you might recommend to someone working on launching their career? Yeah, I don't have a specific thing that I'm reading, but I, I really enjoy um, reading articles on Harvard Business Review each morning. Just the variety of topics from race in the workplace to productivity and career development. I, I find myself lost in articles for <laughs> for hours on end. Yep, agreed, agreed. That's a great source. Um, and speaking of sources of greatness, what's your go-to food when you need a boost? Probably not the best answer, but a Chipotle chicken club oh, and a Bahama Mama smoothie from Tropical Smoothie. <laughs> that is one of the best answers we've had so far. And, and, <laughs> and you know, you got to be honest about it. You know, I think we've had various uh, junk food as well. So uh, you're maybe more on the healthy end, but that's good. Nice. So, uh, uh, all right. Instagram or TikTok? Uh, probably Instagram, but honestly, I don't use either. I still get joked on for using Facebook, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, okay, do you have a favorite podcast? Yeah, it's a Black Entrepreneur Blueprint by Jay Jones. Awesome. All right, what about this one, given your Instagram answer? Uh, YouTube or Hulu? Definitely YouTube. Okay. Are you a sports fan? Eh, not, not as, I don't keep up with it as much as I should. Okay. Okay. Um, music fan? Yes. Okay. I love YouTube for music and videos. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, all right. Final, final question. If you had a talk show, who would be your very first guest? My initial response would be Barack Obama. If he's a little bit too high profile, I'd probably say J. Cole was my favorite rap artist. Awesome. Uh, Barack is is one of the most popular answers to this question. So love it. Love it. Um, cool. Well, this was super fun and uh, really, like I said, appreciate all the great advice and uh, you shared through your experience and um, would love to just keep track with how... Uh, this next uh year of internships go and and have you back to talk through that and what you learned so uh just tajay thank you so much for coming on the podcast yeah steve thanks for having me this was i had a lot of fun